the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. It's 8.07. Mike Rayley here. Uh, Miss Clamp is back with us this morning. And uh, good morning to you, Ann. How are you doing today? Well, uh, I'm, I'm doing just fine. I, as far as I you had, know, I, you... I had very good transportation <laughs> this morning and uh, appreciated that. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Always a pleasure. And uh, Brother Rufus Edmonston is, is here in all his glory. Is that glory around my head today? Yeah, that- <laughs> I can I can see it. Just you do oh, have a halo, my friend. Oh you my do God. have a halo. A halo there. Yeah. Well, as they say in the mountains, I'm as well as common. Anybody ever heard that? <laughs> I have never heard that. Yeah, we don't say that in Nash County. Yeah. But, well, uh, that's what my grandmother they'd ask her how she is. She says, "Well, I'm as well as common." Ah, uh, well, that's good. I, I guess that's good. So. Um, uh, Phil Campbell is here. She was so sweet to come in. Gerald Adams was was supposed to be with us today, but he's a little under the weather, Uh-oh. which is rare for for Gerald. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, it's, did, you, did you say Gerald? Gerald, yeah, Gerald. that's Gerald. Gerald, Gerald. But you know, all these allergies, things are popping out, yeah. and and we oh, yeah. we don't even really know it. But I've noticed a difference this week. The maple trees are starting to bloom. Yeah, that's the, that's the, can really get to you. Yep. It's not the pines. It's the it's that microscopic pollen that is uh, you know of different types that get to you and right now i guess it's the uh, tree pollen and we got uh, daylight saving time coming up uh is it next week or we the next got, next week the 14th or couple, something like couple, that a couple of weeks yeah unfortunately that's uh that's worse than tax day i think yeah. i wish they'd have a time and leave it alone let us live with it like we used to yeah like well you it. know i think a lot of states i can remember as a kid in the late 50s like 58 59 somewhere going to new york and they were it was summertime. It was in August, and they were uh, an hour behind us. They were different. I think they in the sixties they Congress consolidated everything with yeah. an act, and everybody blames it on the farmers, but it really didn't have anything to do with the farmers. So, uh, I know a lot of uh, states have introduced legislation, or several states have introduced legislation to change it, but Congress hasn't hasn't done anything about it. I hope they. Either leave it alone, or, I mean, standard time or daylight, stay yeah. that way all the time. <clears throat> Fix Whatever it and leave it so we, so the school children at one time or another yeah. don't have to be in the dark. That's right. right. And I don't right. have to get up at 2 instead of 3. <laughs> right. <makes> difference. <laughs> it messes me up for, for a couple of weeks, honestly. So, yep. All right. 919-860-9783. Back to those plants that are starting to bloom uh, over in ann's neighborhood there were several prunus mume including a couple on her property oh, they blooming. smell so good they do there's one there's one on my walking route that really smells so good and i noticed a star magnolia starting to yeah. bloom this morning i got one in my yard yes it is they they're among the earliest blooming trees that uh, at least ornamental trees and quite often they get hurt but you know they didn't bloom as early as they as they have the last few years because uh, we're almost in March and 
Yeah, sometimes it seems like they start blooming yeah. mid-February. Right, yeah. It was. I think it was a you know warmer February last year, but yeah. uh, we've been we've had a lot of chilly, consistently forty-ish, uh, you know, forty-degree weather, forty to fifty-degree weather and during uh, January and February. Uh-huh. Yeah, and of course a lot of rain. Absolutely, that's. Uh, uh, the creek uh, there that runs in in Ann's neighborhood was flowing like a river this morning. I, <laughs> and, and you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. And I, I jo- uh, Jordan Lake is the highest I've ever seen it. So I don't know if. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, we were crossing that yesterday, but they they're starting to release some of the water, and Where's so I don't it know. Going? <laughs> well, downstream. Yeah, it's in going downstream, and and uh, so I don't know some of the some of the communities down there. Uh, I know the the noose and tar have have flooded some in areas, but not as bad as as uh, we've seen during hurricanes. But I certainly feel for all those people in low lying areas. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. Well, uh, Rufus, what's blooming in your yard? Well, of course, uh, the, the prunus movement is just going crazy. Big one. Uh, it's about. 15, 16 feet tall. And then we've got, of course, quince is coming right along. Yep. Probably 10, 15 wonderful camellias, uh, one called Taylor's. Uh, Taylor Pers- Supreme. Su- Taylor Supreme. Yes. Absolutely. That's, uh, a, that's a good one. <laughs> obviously, I love the Professor Sargent's. Mm-hmm. And, of course, I brought in the, the Kramer the Kramer Supreme. Yes. Uh, which had a, a, a bloom as big as a softball. Yeah, if you want a big blooming yeah. camellia, that's the one to pick. And then an old-fashioned one that's, that looks more like a rose, and I can't think of it, Phil. And, Ann, you probably, the, the one that oh, looks like a rose. There's so many of them. What well, color? It's, pink. it's red. Pink. Oh, it's pink. 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 It's the pink. light pink one? Light pink. Yeah. Oh, the lady crosses. And three the of them on the, road, on the roadway coming in before the fence. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking I keep looking at the Edgeworthia, and I get no no aroma from it I yet. Am. No, it I really. Finally, I oh, finally no kidding. Am. Mm. But the one that's really uh, starting to have the uh, fragrance is the one that's in the sun until like from early morning until about three o'clock. Okay. So I guess that it's finally um, starting to bloom out enough. Oh. I finally smelled it yesterday. Very no, good. no scent from the Daphnes. Yeah. No, they're they're still trying, but it's been really too cool for yeah. them. Yeah, and it's cloudy. I mean, you know. Yeah. It, when there's not any sun, I mean, even if it's cool, and the sun kind of warms up for three or four or five hours on a tree, it helps it to start to bud out more. Yeah, I got Goodness. crocuses all over the place. All right. Uh, some. I've seen some daffodils blooming, but uh, not in my yard. Highest, high, highest since starting. Mm-hmm. So there's something that, that, like we've all talked about here on the show for years, try to have something blooming every single day of the year. Yeah, it helps. Not hard to do around here. It helps the you attitude. Not. <laughs> it helps perspective on life to have something blooming and pretty in the yard like mm-hmm. that. It'll, yeah. it'll change you to some extent. Skip is with us in Raleigh early this morning. Hey, Skip, how can we help you? Hey, good morning. Thanks for being on. Um, oh, Skip from uh, from church. Yeah, that's that's it. Uh, actually, my wife from church, but she's still sleeping. So, oh, okay. You're giving her. I'm the stand-in, and a poor one at that. 
You've given her a lint break, right? <laughs> right. So um, here's the deal. Um, Brenda, um, about three weeks ago, planted 100-plus um, seeds, turnips, all the, uh, you know, the late winter, early spring vegetables. Three have germinated, and I suspect the other 97 are rotted in the ground. Any suggestions on how we can avoid that again? Uh, it, uh, the the um, garden um, is it, not quite as uh, pretty as the Great Dismal Swamp, but it's a close second. Uh-huh. Well, maybe a little more sun. I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I mean it, it's, you know, it, they still could come along. Okay. You said three so, weeks. We're not necessarily. I mean, I went, we haven't dug any up to see if there's anything there, but we, I just am speculating that with three germinating and the others not, uh, I wonder if they just rotted. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I, things things come out at, at their own time. We're, and, uh, you know, some of us are late bloomers. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> or some of know. us never bloom. <laughs> some no, of us are a little well, in the back of the line. <laughs> about the never bloom stuff. <laughs> yeah i would give them a little bit more of a chance to, we'll, we'll do that yeah we'll the ground's pretty cold would a second planting be appropriate phil i'd wait i think i'd wait for that i th- yeah, this some. week is supposed to, after tomorrow after monday is supposed to drop a little bit this week so i'd give it a little yeah, bit we more were of a concerned chance. about late planting only in that late is the key word and yeah are yeah. we getting too late Right. Or uh, if, if uh, spring and summer actually really make an appearance this year. Right. Yeah. Well, they did. They, 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 uh, spring and summer made a wonderful appearance about two days ago, two days in a row, which was like like heaven. And that's probably when your three came up. Yeah. So I would, uh, I'd, I'd give them a little bit more of a chance. All righty. Well, we'll, uh, we'll um, take heart and keep hope. Give our best to everybody at Asbury Methodist Church. We'll do it. We'll do it for sure. And uh, thank you, guys. You know, we'll be calling again with uh, uh, questions about nematodes and all kinds of other stuff. I'm sure. Well, you have a wonderful weekend, Skip. Nice talking you to you, buddy. Well. We haven't heard from you for a while. Yeah, be sure and fix your uh, wife' you breakfast. Know, uh, not because we haven't been listening. We just uh, between uh, uh, the last time the sun shone, except for this week, was uh, Thanksgiving. You know, it's just been a. Uh, uh, a dismal winter so far, but spring is on the way. Not in the land of the weekend gardener. It's never dismal. <laughs> right, exactly, yeah. exactly. And uh, and uh, frankly, uh, at this point, I would welcome a green or yellow car with pollen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's coming. Yeah, it I'm certainly sure, is. I'm sure. Thanks so much for taking the call. Okay, Skip. Thanks, buddy. Go give you what you want her. What do you want her him to fix her for breakfast, Rufus? Uh, I think you should have a. a uh, eggs Benedict. Eggs Ooh, Benedict. Yeah. Wait a minute, guys. Um, uh, I'm going to put in an, an unsolicited plug for a little cafe down the street from us. <laughs> oh, that's where you're going. Every every uh, two or three days, I go there and bring her takeout, scrambled eggs, bacon, uh, toast, and grits. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Oh, Aren't you a, a good, good husband? Guy. Yeah. Oh, we want to support small businesses. We hope they'll make it. Yeah, we try to. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so I'm my fixing breakfast in, it involves um, uh, a car and uh, about a 10-minute drive. Okay. okay. That's good.
Well, that's good not, idea. Yeah, there, there's well, some goals to, to learn yeah. how to cook you in the too. future, uh, Skip. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. All right, nine one nine eight six zero. How about bringing some by here? So we get some <laughs> eggs and and bacon. Yeah, Skip. sounds good. good. Yeah, nine one nine. We had we had. Uh, I'm sorry you weren't here last week because we had some fabulous oh, Italian man. food from Amedio's. What? Dave Parker and his wife, uh, owners, um, Dave Parker's wife is is uh, Amedio's daughter. Right. And <clears throat> so uh, they brought they brought their tailgate special by, which consists of a nice uh, salad and uh, lasagna that they're famous for there. Their lasagna is so good. And we we just, it was, as Festus Hagen would say, it was larapin. <laughs> oh, it was. I sat right here and gobbled mine up like a big fat and hog. You, and you couldn't you have gotten want, Rufus out of his chair last no, week. Until and he was, then you didn't want a Rufus dog, did you? No, I did not want a Rufus dog at all. Yeah, but, but I'm sorry. You uh, had better things. Uh, <laughs> sorry that we couldn't share that with everybody. All right, 919-860-9783. More of The Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener. And since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard. A WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back at 822 on the Weekend Gardener from WPTF. Mike Rayley here and Claps with us this morning. And uh, got Brother Rufus and Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. And we were just looking at a what we think is, is a Kramer Supreme. It certainly has, it looks like it has two different sets of... Uh, I don't know. It looks like two different flowers. Flowers. All, all put together. The one you brought in, the bloom you brought in last uh, or a few weeks ago, looked like it had several uh, blooms I think that's in, what it is. in one. But, yeah, yeah. that's a pretty yeah. one, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you, but uh, you've got so many, you're not sure where it is in your I, landscape. I, I'm not so sure. Yep, that's what it is. Kramer Spree. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You wow. found it right there. Yeah, it looks just like it. Yeah, it sure does. Gosh, that is that is really a pretty one because yeah, partly because of the size, but it's it's kind of unique too because it's uh, it looks like a double, but then you can still see the the yellow mm-hmm. in the center. Mm-hmm. Who, right. who was that that told us that Professor Sargent was had some kind of a interesting beginning, and it wasn't. I always had the notion that it came from someone. At NC State, but it did not. And who? who yeah, what, I don't what, know who told us that. You're right, was it, Rufus. Was it Pam? It may have been Pam. You remember that that story, Ann, about <clears throat> Professor Sargent? That's I, it, it. It has been through one ear and out the other so many times that I have forgotten what I did with Professor Sargent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, it's because it, it I've had I have a. a Professor Sargent in the in the yard and and have had it there for years and years and years. Well, we'll find out. Um, Professor Charles S. Sargent. So that's uh, that's who it's named after. We'll see if we can find out. Holly is an Apex. Hey, Holly. Hello. How are you? How can we help you? I have a question. We have a 
giant poisonous vine of something growing up a 65-foot-tall pine tree in our backyard. And the first or second weekend of quarantine back in March, my husband, we didn't realize it was poisonous, of course, and my husband decided to chop it off at the base, and then, for a little fun, he proceeded to, you know, yank, try to yank it down. And I kept saying, mm, maybe you should put on some gloves, maybe you should... Anyway, he came out with, like, a rash, poison ivy all over himself. And so we know it's poisonous now, and he will never do that again. But anyway... It's and you're you're there. laughing. You're laughing at him. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> well, so are we. <laughs> It was mostly because we kept going, um, are you sure that's a good idea? <laughs> well, y'all should have t- uh, brought in a third party. <laughs> yeah, well, that's part of what I'm calling about. I posted it on a local gardening group on Facebook, and I'm getting all kinds of responses mm-hmm. that it's either a crazy thick poison ivy vine or poison sumac. Um, I had heard, um, uh, what was the other one, um, poison oak last year. It was hairy and kind of reddish yep. hair on the uh, vine, and it's probably three inches thick. Yeah, it's poison um, ivy, and you can you can if you've got any vine around this time of year, you can still get it. You can get you can get the the disease. Yes, you can. Right. Well, Just, the vine is still hanging there, and we can't get it detached from the tree because, like I said, it goes sixty-five feet up. So it'll I'm come loose. Seeing it hanging there. Because um, it's attached at the top, even though he yanked on it for fun, you know. Yeah. Um, last year, but no yanking. No Tarzan either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't do that. So um, I don't want to touch it, but I want to get out, get rid of it before the kids get back there and it grows up again. And so I know the root is very, very thick. And I went back there yesterday and checked because it's easier to get back there this time of year. And we're on the edge of a wetland area, so there's right. like a creek behind it. And so Roundup. I'm pretty organic, and I avoid the Roundup stuff for the most part, you know. But I've I've wondered if, like, drilling a hole with my drill down the middle of the the base of the root. I mean, the root is right up against the pine tree, too, and I don't want to kill the pine tree because it'll fall in my house, you know. So, um, and we have plenty of other... Yeah, I don't think drilling is going to do anything. And, I, you know, there, it has sap somewhere in there, and, and it's, you know, might start flying. And are you allergic to it? Not as much as my husband. I yeah, imagine, but, but some. Really you're still. Got, I, I I think you're taking a chance. I would just with keep that. flipping it. I would just. Keep white. I would if you don't want to use Roundup, or there's a Roundup brush killer as well. But if you don't want to use that, uh, what we do is just keep clipping it like you do ivy, uh, which will grow up trees like that as well, and is so aggravating and it'll kill a tree. Um, so we just uh, keep clipping it at the bottom. And keep it cut back off the tree um, so it doesn't grow up the tree. Um, now, as far as what's in the tree, it'll eventually turn loose and fall out of the tree. And at that point, if you could get someone with some gloves just to drag it, maybe if you've got, if you're on a wetland, just drag it down in the woods somewhere, that would be good. You definitely don't want to burn it. Yeah. Okay. How long does it stay poisonous even after it's dead? Like years? Always? If you burn it's, it, 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 yeah, it, I mean, it, it, as long as it's, as long as it's around, there, it's yeah, yeah it, it for a long well, time. I'm, I'm not going to burn it because it's in the woods. But right, definitely right, not. Right, right. Like, if it's touched like four years from now by kids playing in the woods, would it still be poisonous, or will it eventually rot away? It'll eventually rot away. Yeah, but you know, there's so many things in the woods. Uh, I wouldn't. 
that's one of the last things I'd worry about a kid yeah. kid uh, getting hurt with, uh, rambling okay. in the woods, as a kid who rambled in the woods. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I learned pretty pretty early what poison and ivy was. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would just leave what's in the tree because it'll stay there for, unless it's bothering you the way it looks, mm-hmm. it'll stay there for a lot of years, Yeah. several years. We just had some ivy that we cut the bottom of it we just had some of that to fall out of the tree probably a couple or three months ago Mm -hmm. so it'll it'll eventually eventually fall out and you're asking i'm not sure how long it'll be contagious (laughs) uh for lack of a better word but um probably at least a year I would say. Okay. I would not get around it for yeah. about a year. But after that, I think you're fine. Well, what I do with the... good news is we cut it 11 months ago. So it's yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. You should okay. be. Well, you're, what I do when I have to want to kill poison ivy or poison oak or holly, uh, not holly, but uh, ivy, is I, I cut it at the bottom, of course, like you, your husband did. Got about 10 seconds. And then I go on up with another four inches, and then I, I take a paintbrush if, if it's near something yeah. and paint it with Roundup. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much, Holly. We got to go. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at 834. Mike Rayleigh here. Ann Clamp is uh, with us this morning, and we've got uh, Brother Rufus and Phil Campbell, owner of Campbell Road Nursery. Rufus was asking about the history of the Professor Sargent, and Gerald Adams told us about that the last time he was on, and it has to do with uh, a nursery that used to be, uh, it's the... um, Berkman's Nursery. Uh, it was imported by Berkman's Nursery and uh, then to Magnolia Gardens, where it was named by the Reverend John Drayton for Professor Charles Sprague Sargent, then director of the uh, Arnold, Arnold Arboretum. Hmm. Yes. So, oh, you knew that, Ann? You'd heard of that before? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I. Uh, Gerald, I'd never heard that. Gerald told us uh, a few weeks ago about that. So apparently, it had asked, uh, you know, part of its origins is in the Charleston area. So it's a beautiful, beautiful plant. There I really some, like that. There are some pretty ones down in the Charleston area f- from some of the other other varieties as well. But that is a a good one. Mm-hmm. Is that the Drayton Plantation? That mm-hmm. beautiful, beautiful plantation there isn't it called Drayton? Drayton. Well, there's there's uh, there's magnolia. I don't know. There's several down there. Several in Charleston. Nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Nine one nine eight six zero WPTF. You're listening to the Weekend Gardener, and uh, Dave Parker sent me a text. Says Amelia was a great grandfather as of last night. Uh, named after his wife, Betty Elizabeth Jane, nine pounds and 21 and a quarter inches long. Um, Mom and Dad are doing great. He said, let Rufus know, because they told us last week, Dave and his wife told us that they were going to be grandparents. And so Amedio is now a a great-grandparent. Oh, wonderful. How about that? Wow. We're glad of that. Well, keep, keep cooking that Italian food. So, and it was wonderful. It's an NC State hangout, boy, I'll yeah. tell you. But uh, everybody else is allowed to come in. And I will never, after that time, about 30 years ago, when I said, let's go to that place called Amadeo. 
<laughs> I never made that mistake again. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't say that. 919-860-9783. So what's happening at, at Campbell Road Nursery? Are you all starting to get plants in? We and- are. We got, uh, we got in three big deliveries of shrubs this week, and um, they're, everything's starting to bud out and looking really good. I mean, the shrubs we're getting in are like top quality. Uh, so the nurserymen have done a really good job of overwintering. Um, we still have a beautiful crop of pansies. Mm-hmm. The snapdragons are starting to show just a little bit of color. Um, has it been a tough year for pansies? It has. It's been a horrible year. Because um, of all the wet. Especially if the beds weren't raised. I, I think we talked about this a little bit on the previous shows, but if your bed's not raised, then it becomes a little pond or... At best, it's very difficult for it to dry out when it rains, you know, three or four days a week or two or three days a week, and there's not much sun. So if you have a, a really nice bed of pansies, and or they're doing about half what you want them to do, you could just clean them up, and they'll probably come along now and look good for the next uh, month, month and a half or so. Maybe put a little bit of blood meal on them. Mm-hmm. Um but get, Unless you got a dog around that loves blood meal. Well, yeah. Like, like <laughs> Rufus. Jasper. Yeah, Jasper. Yeah. Jasper. <laughs> but uh, we we do have a new crop. We have some uh, six-inch pots that will make an instant bed, and then we have flats. So, um, you know, you've still got until probably the 1st of May to enjoy pansies. So they, they look really good. But uh, we're starting uh, tomorrow, well, Monday, actually. We'll start planting our new perennials. We finished our... Oh, Lordy. We finished our caladiums, finally. Got those in and got those covered. But um, they're in a greenhouse, and, and they, we cover them with black plastic. And so it was so wet, they couldn't dig them in Florida. And then it was so cold, they couldn't <laughs> dig them. So there were about a week to a week and a half behind coming in. So we're about a week to a week and a half behind right now. But we'll, we're, we're doing well, and, and I was really happy to see the shrubs that came in. They, they, the chokeberries, I haven't been able to find any, and I found some, and I got a good load of them because I realized this winter just how nice they are to have in the yard. The cardinals, the whole month of January and into the 1st of February, the cardinals feasted on that chokeberry tree. How much sun? Do they have to have full sun? Um, mine gets <clears throat> sun from about 9 in the morning until about 12. Okay. No, no. Yeah. They have so, a little they, white bloom. And they won't make you choke. No, they won't make you right. choke. What They'll kind of bloom do they have? They have a little white <clears throat> bloom. Uh, it's pretty. It's not real significant, but it's, a, it's nice. And then, um, you know, I'm going to check this year to see if it has any fragrance mm-hmm. because I really don't get close enough to to you know where it's located i don't get close enough to check but i'm going to check that this year and then uh because the cardinals they have when they lose their leaves then they're full of beautiful red berries and they just after they ferment a little bit they just had a ball on that tree i mean they there was sometimes there was uh five and six cardinals at a time in it and it's Mm. a it's a book a shrub you know, it, it gets maybe about, it can get eight feet. You can keep it pruned, but it's it's gorgeous. We all love the birds. And yes. that's that's just one. I mean, there are a lot of plants. Yeah. Talk about some of the plants that, that birds love. Well, let me see. They love, well, of course, they love dogwoods. 
and they're feasting off of holly berries right now um, and cedars. Every, you know, I was about to cut a, a, a cedar that a bird planted many years ago. I was thinking, you know, that thing's just kind of hiding what I, I'd like to get it out of here. But it's a, it's a seedling from my granny's up in Alamance County because oh. we brought ce- I brought cedars down. Yeah. And so the birds ate seeds and then, of course, deposited them all around the yard. And so this one came up. And um, I went out last Saturday morning, and you could hear, literally hear the the robins and the cedar wax wings. You you could hear their wings. There were so many, wow. just fluttering, and they ate every they ate every berry off of that cedar tree. Oh, good heavens! And it was it's just a plain old cedar that grows along the fence line, you know, like up in around Pittsburgh. Sure. So it's you don't have to go out and spend a ton of money. To have a really nice, uh, you know, there's beautyberry. Um, there's all just all kinds of uh, good, really good um, plants to put in for birds to eat the, the seeds and berries. But um, I saw um, bluebirds picking out houses this past week. Oh, good so, did you? I'm excited. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, do they have their realtor with them and everything? Yeah, they or? did. They did. How, how did you know they, they were out picking? Well, what happened was the, the male bluebird was sitting on a, like on the top of one of my um, clock irrigation clock boxes. Yeah. And the female was going in and out like she was checking different rooms or something. It was kind of funny. <laughs> I just stood there and watched them. Yeah. And so then she came out and then uh, the male went in. And so I've, I really need to check it and make sure that the box has been cleaned out. Sometimes I don't clean the box out, and they don't care. But yeah. you know, I know. So they don't. The they don't clean it do. out themselves. No. Any? Yeah. I've never seen them do that. Right. Probably not. <clears throat> Maybe they should have the maids come by. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. The realtor needs to send somebody to clean the house before they move it's in. All gone right. <laughs> oh, that is that is. Uh, but I was excited about that. Yeah. All right. So. Well. You know, we uh, there there are all kinds of there really are all kinds of plants that uh, for not just feeding but places for them to hide yep. and to make nests. And, and you know, cedars. I, I hate to go back to that, <clears throat> but cedars are great for all of that. Yeah, because I can hear the birds just barely hear them up in the in that cedar tree where they're nesting. I mean, where right. they're um, roosting at night. And um, and, it, and it always makes me sad if I go out and take the dog out or something and maybe scare them and one of them will fly out after they've already started to roost. And um, but they're, you know, a cedar just a plain old cedar tree is is a great plant to have around. Yeah, that's right. No, unless you have an apple tree, I guess. Well, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Right. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All righty, we're back on WPTF, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. If you're out, uh, well, you know, maybe maybe wait a little while to, to plant something. Uh, wait a couple of days for that. Things will dry out eventually. But if you do get out and plant, try some black cow, the mature manure. 
the you know the warmer planting season is on its way and now is the time to get started with your you know kind of getting your garden ready make sure to get your flower and vegetable gardens off to a great start with black cow prepare new plant beds with a one and a half inch layer of black cow in an area then mix it in with a soil about six inches deep Black cow is natural and organic, and it contains nutrients that are released slowly without burning tender roots. Pick up the bright yellow bag with, you know, go out there and get growing. Something needs to grow here, right? Even though it's wet. Uh, more details, lots of information at blackcow.com. It's a wonderful website, so uh, try that out, and I promise you it will will dry out at some point. <laughs> Nine one nine. Well, there's one good thing yeah. about using planting with pots. You can still do potty, pot planting now. Well, uh, a fi- uh, yeah, it depends on what kind of pot. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I didn't. I didn't My. say. I didn't say potty training. I well, said pot planting. No, I, well, I know, but uh, yeah, <laughs> that's pot. what I was talking about. <laughs> we don't want to do that. Yeah. But everybody's so worried about the the rain. Phil and I were on a program the other day uh, where we did a what, – what do you call those things? We did a video for YouTube yeah. on uh, basically on what to do now if you don't have much space. And you can, you can plant a lot of things, even with all this damp weather, by using pots. Or containers. Containers. Yeah, container call, gardens. Why don't we call them containers? Yeah, let's call them containers. <laughs> container gardens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's um, – it's really not a bad way to get started, especially if you want to do some some uh, greens and things like that. Um, Skip was asking about that earlier, but if you want to do uh, plant some greens and lettuce, lettuces and things like that, turnips, uh, it's not bad because the soil will warm up quicker uh, if you have them elevated off the ground a little bit and the sun in the sun because that's what you can do with a with a container garden is, is put it right directly in the sun, and then uh, it'll it'll come up faster too. So yeah. Well, I, you know, most things most things like sun, and they don't like wet feet when we're right. talking about plants. Yes. And you can uh, you know it's it's easier to control that to a certain extent when you're container gardening because right. you can move move the containers around and uh, to, to a good spot, and you can also make sure that it, it drains well. Yes, yes, and that's very important. Yeah. Because uh, I have seen some people that had containers that they forgot to, to drill holes in, <laughs> and their plants floated out the top, <laughs> and their soil floated out. And so you have to be really careful with that because you don't know if it's not raining that much – or you do, you're not watering that much, you might not notice it for a long time, but then you're, as the roots go down, it'll be like, what in the world? You know, all of a sudden the, the plant dies or starts to turn yellow or something, and, and what's happening is the roots are in nothing but water at the bottom of that pot. Yeah. So uh, you need, have to be real careful about that. Make sure the holes are big enough in the for drainage. We just got a copper, it's 100% copper, con, uh, kind of i don't know it's vase mm-hmm. shape kind of like that and i'm throwing my arms around folks but it it uh, trying to describe the shape of it but it uh it's it's going to be really we're going to put some succulents in mm-hmm. it maybe put it outside on a brick wall mm-hmm. look look nice free. but it doesn't have a drainage hole so we're going to have to 
drill a hole in the bottom of it. Right. right. Yeah. Well, don't do like I did one time. <laughs> I got a big pot, beautiful, beautiful container, <laughs> so, so uh, made out of clay. Yeah. It didn't have a hole in it that I, I didn't look carefully. Uh-huh. And so I got my drill out, and, well, it was in 100 shattered pieces. <laughs> When I finished, yeah. and, and, the and, masonry and, drill is and, what and that's Bill called. Bill was telling me that I need to get a masonry drill, <laughs> yeah. and so well, I. What about for copper? I mean, I'd be I very for careful. That. Copper should be okay. Yeah, I mean, you can you can cut copper with a settling torch and things like that. I think. I mean, yeah, that should be fine. It's, uh, it's very yeah, flexible. It's, it's pretty, but yeah, yeah, yeah. By the way, I, I heard from our friend Frank Timberlake this this week, and Brother Frank wanted uh, two books. He wanted one for himself. And one for his buddy named uh, Sonny. I, uh, Sonny is a, a avid listener to this program. Well, so, Sonny, good morning so to Sonny, you. Sonny, thank you. Yeah, and Frank. And Frank, I have. I can't believe Frank hadn't gotten a book by now, but maybe he's got more than one. He just he just needed well, an extra he, copy. He's got, he's got, in the mail he'll have on Monday, he should have, I'm going to mail it Monday, Frank, so don't don't have a, a hissy fit. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to. Oh, get we don't it. want Frank Le- Frank no. Timberlake to have no. have one of those. Oh no, no. So Frank was uh, extolling the virtues of the weekend garden and how his well, buddy Sonny that. really loved the show. So Sonny, we're glad you like us. Do we know where Sonny is from? Is he from the Rock uh, the Timberlake area, or is? Well, let's see. Or is he? Where, where uh, Frank? From, Frank's all over the place. Frank's in Zebulon now. Oh, okay. Zebulon is uh, a wonderful community. And uh, so, yeah, well, good morning. Good morning to you, Sonny. 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. How is that pound cake, y'all? Yeah. It is it's, like- it's Lent, so I'm not eating any, but it sure does look good. It's really good. If Yeah. It's almost mm. like Mama's. It's it's actually if you just want a, one piece of pound cake, there's a really good place to get it. If you want to call me, I'll tell you where it is. All right, I'm not gonna say it on there. I make a pretty good one, and it's <laughs> I the, can too. But. Thanks to I bet you do. You're a good cook, I hear. Well, and, thank you. Uh, so, Jesse Ruth Cunningham. I hope folks, a lot of folks in Apex remember Jesse Ruth Cunningham, who was a teacher in that area. And she used to call weekend gar- uh, the uh, Ask Your Neighbor program, mm. among other things. And she called the Weekend Gardener, too. But such a sweet lady. And she had several recipes in some of the weekend the um, Ask Your Neighbor cookbooks. And one of them was a pound cake recipe. And that is that is the best pound cake I've ever had. Wow. And I'm, I mentioned, now you you like sad streaks in it, Jesse Ruth's uh does not have that. Uh, she says no, just, no sad streaks. Well, I bet it would if you just opened that oven door and popped it back one time a little bit. <laughs> I, guess, I guess so. But uh, it's it's. Uh, I just do. I, you know, people people apologize if they give you a, a cake or something. You can tell it's fallen a little bit. Uh, and doesn't I'm like, oh is good. man, it I good. love yeah, it I like agree. that. Just that little yeah. streak in there. It's got a really good flavor. Well, in the Rufus cookbook, I've got one there where my mama used twelve eggs. In her pa- in her pancake recipe. Now, I think they're six. They're six in Jesse Ruth's. Yeah. Yeah. You got to separate. Well, I'm sure this the, was a, a larger proportion. <laughs> Which the, reminds me, the Edmondson family. <laughs> I meant to bring y'all some <clears throat> eggs this morning. I got you meant to bring eggs. Oh, your uh, your hens laid some eggs this morning. Yeah, I got eight dozen at the house. Wow. Ooh. I mean, is this a 
you've had those chickens for a while. Have they well, been laying just, right on, or? Yeah, they they, they have. They, well, they just molded. have a spell where they. Well, they they I get four eggs a day, so it doesn't have take long to. Well, that's good. Get. But I just had a pretty good supply right now, and hmm. But yeah, they're they they well, chickens. You can you can go home and. You'll be able to get back before get, uh, the get 9 back. o'clock hour is I'll over. Put a rock in the door. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do that. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860. We're talking about all this food. Yum. I mean. I know. Skip was talking about eggs and bacon, and now we're talking about pound cake. I'm getting yep. hungry. <laughs> yeah. well, I've been hungry all morning. But, um, yeah. But, uh what else is uh, happening at Campbell Road? Um, y'all are getting, you, you didn't go into a lot of detail about the perennials. The perennials are uh, – we do have some perennials that we planted late in the fall, and they look good. Uh, we've got some heuchera and um, – Which is really popular stuff. It is because it does well year-round. And, I mean, it looks good now. Even after the little bit of a harsh winter that we've had lately, it, it looks really good. It's been – it's been outside. It's really, you know, it's wet. We've got some, um, we've got some Lismachia now, um, so creeping Jenny. Um, and we've got. I'm trying to think what all's out there right now. New, I mean, some of the new older stuff. But we are putting in about probably about 1,500 flats of new perennials, and they will be started on uh, Monday. And we also, probably within a week, are going to have the cool weather vegetables, all of the broccoli, the cauliflower, mm-hmm. um, the spinach is a, a little bit behind, but we will have a nice crop of spinach. We will have lettuce that will be available by the end of this week. So hopefully we'll have some nice sunny dry days and can get some things out. So about a month before you have tomato plants or Tomato longer, plants will be probably the third about the third week in April, okay, something so, like that. Yeah, so yeah I don't want to get them too early because um, Rufus and I were talking about this the other day. If you put them in the ground and it's really – the ground hasn't warmed up, so the roots are not going to grow. Right. And then you're taking – I mean, if you get too close to the 15th, even just after the 15th, you're um, you're taking a chance on uh, the, the tomato just sitting there, and, and you're not getting ahead. And and maybe having a frost. Uh, yeah, there, there I mean, could who still knows? be a frost oh, around absolutely. the twenty first, twenty second of April. So, I would not put any tomatoes in the ground till about the first of May. I mean, that's just that's kind of like it's what it takes. Yeah, I mean, the ground has got to warm up. You don't realize how cold the ground is right now, especially with no sun out that much. Yeah. So, hopefully, we're going to get some this week and warm things up. But we'll have tomatoes and peppers and eggplant and squash and, oh, I can't wait. I went in the local grocery there at Swift Creek Shopping Center this morning, and they were putting in the stuffed Easter bunnies and things on the shelf. So I was like, well, I guess spring's coming anyway. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah well, good, that's true. Rufus, yeah. you're going you're gonna to wait uh, until mid-April to I, start I your— I absolutely have burnt of— Learned the lesson the hard way. I've tried tomatoes every way in the world, little cheap, little water teepees, you name it, until <laughs> I have done it. I've tried to grow them inside until they had a, uh, a tomato the size of a walnut, and, and, and Phil is right. And so the 
Soil warms up about June 1. Don't even attempt it. You're not going to get ahead. You're not going to get bragging rights that way. No. And, and no. by the way, I hope you're going to do some flocks. I just love perennial tall flocks. And we'll talk more about that coming yeah. up yeah, here on WPTF. Plenty.